Welcome all to the Daily Crawl podcast. There are a lot of podcasts talking about life hacking, extreme productivity, and outstanding leadership. This is not one of those podcasts. My name is Courtney, and I've worked at a lot of companies. I'm Carl, and I've also worked for years in various office environments. Courtney and I have worked together and crossed paths for many years. Our goal for the show is strictly to share stories that we were either directly involved in or witnessed unfold in some manner. All right, let's get into it. So there might be some storm chasers. The Daily Crawl. All right, Courtney, we have another story today. All right, man, I'm ready to go. This one takes us to pre-pandemic traditional cube farm. Okay. Where a lot of people in an office... Maybe one caveat before we start. I know a lot of our stories, all of our stories to date, have some kind of act by, by a player or players. And right. they're often kind of absurd, and we find the humor <laughs> in the act. Um, we find humor in things surrounding the act. I, I think in our queue of topics, we have some stories that you and I probably would discuss anyway, but maybe the primary act doesn't necessarily have humor in it. Oh, uh, yeah. So that, yeah, that's true. That the act itself is not, not funny. Right. But there are things around it that are, <laughs> that could be interesting to unpack. And, and I'm going to try one of those today. Yeah, let, let's go for it. I think it's good. Cause you're right. We do have some on the list that are, um, while the act itself is, is not humorous. The, the humor is found to your point in, um, <laughs> in the way it either was handled or the way people reacted to it. And that could be, that could be the part that. Yeah. We, and we, and we I'll just focused. note, there are probably things on our list or, or maybe we deliberately left off the list that we've experienced that might just be purely sad or <laughs> damaging or whatever you and I might've talked about it, but, but probably won't make it to this podcast. So. Absolutely. So, okay. So this was about, I'm going to say about 10 years ago. Okay. Big company, they had a campus, they had buildings, they had office workers in, you know, cube farms. And um, one thing to note, this was, you know, if I'd say 10 years ago, this was before Slack or Microsoft Teams. Yeah. And I note that because email, as big as it is right now for communication, it was probably slightly bigger, maybe a, a lot bigger. It was, mm -hmm. it was the primary way people communicated, obviously outside of verbal communication. Even little one sentence comments, right? You would, you would, you would have a bizarre, it should have been a phone call, but, but you would even do that with email, right? Uh, it was incredible. I want to do two setups topics for the story itself or for the event that happens. Okay. The first one I'm excited to talk with you about, because I don't know that we've ever really discussed this. And if we have, it's been a really long time. Oh, okay. Very nice. It's the reply all email storm, or some people call it the reply all apocalypse. Oh. And I don't know, actually, from your reaction, maybe you haven't experienced this, but at the company I worked at at this time, this was a frequent occurrence. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, so I'm familiar with, I've worked at a couple of places that have had, <laughs> you know, disastrous reply alls, right? So some, some reply alls kind of sad. Someone did a reply all and, 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 and the content of that reply all was really sad, but the resulting bizarre behavior around that was, was, you know, kind of fantastic, but yeah, and okay. so let me give you some context about the way these these reply all storms happened at the company I was working at because they were fairly frequent and they were fairly um, disruptive to your workday. Okay, uh, what would happen is usually you you would get some weird email. The, the way it usually happened, you'd get some weird email that seemed to be irrelevant to you. Uh, it would be like to what what happens is people put a large distribution list in the two line. Mm-hmm. They don't make it, they don't blind copy them. And it would say something like the operations delivery system in Europe is currently down. We're trying to get it back up as soon as possible. And you would look at the name of the distribution list and you would say, well, how did I ever get on this distribution list? It'd be like some like ops distribution list that isn't related to your job. Right. And right. the content's not. And when I would get these, normally I would just, if it wasn't relevant to me, I'd just delete it. Mm-hmm. But frequently, almost maybe every time this happened, somebody on the distribution list would reply on and say, this isn't relevant to me. Please remove me from this email distribution list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen this, right? Don't know how many people were actually on it. Could have been the whole company, which, by the way, this company, probably 60,000 or more employees. <laughs> uh, then it would start something in... in by the way, back then, it's kind of easy to forget. Emails weren't threaded as effectively as they are now. Oh, right. You, you would just, it would just start piling in your inbox. It would pile, and it would pile in between real emails that you had. So you mm-hmm. would get, I'm not kidding, literally thousands of emails. Because what happens is the per- first person does that. Then people start saying, please stop replying all because it's clogging your inbox. And then somebody says, hey, you. Please stop replying all, telling everybody to stop replying all. And you would literally get hundreds, sometimes thousands of these emails. And you couldn't get in front of the wave. Okay. So, man, I even used to have a strategy because I know exactly what you're saying. I would hurry as soon as I saw something like that start. And I would immediately make a rule. And I would make a rule with, you know, with a part of that subject line. And I would immediately have them automatically deleted. Yeah, I would try to go as fast as I possibly could because, to your point, in those days it wasn't threaded like it is today, where I have that like a plus symbol in most mail apps, right? Yeah, it. so it would just like swamp you, right? And 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 you you would never be you would miss almost all of your work email or anything that was relevant because you're just madly trying to like delete out people doing exactly what you're saying. If you didn't make a rule, which is a smart way to do it. But if you didn't make a rule, you would have to sort by subject, you know, and you would just delete, but you would delete like a hundred, but as you're deleting more coming in. <laughs> and so at this company, you know, a lot of people just take a break. I mean, especially if, if this happened anywhere near lunch, they would just go to lunch and, and mm-hmm. just try to write it out. Cause it could shut the email down. I mean, I had that happen at places where I worked. It would like crash the exchange server. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was always funny because you're sitting there and then it happens and then you can hear the people around you say, hey, oh, no, do, do you see what's coming through? And yeah, like, oh, yeah. no. And then they're talking to each other. Stop replying. Yeah. Don't answer it. Don't say anything. 
Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So at this company, it was oddly frequent. Okay. You know, it was at least once a quarter. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So and, and it was it was very disruptive. <laughs> That's one piece of information. Okay. Uh the next setup topic I want to talk about is employee interest groups. So this is basically groups yeah. of employees that have a common interest, um, a way to connect. You know, when people are in school, there are groups at schools, right? That French sure, club. Sure. Cycling, uh, all kinds of clubs like that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they can I'm be they can be purely social or, or sports oriented. They can be for networking. They can be for professional development. They can be for social <laughs> or political causes. Yes. And the cool thing is at a lot of companies is they – they sort of sponsor these or support these with, mm-hmm. you know, like internal sites to allow people to connect, uh, communications to allow people to connect, events. Um, they let them use company resources. Sure. It's just, it's, it's positive energy that the company is providing. Yeah, trying to help everybody have some kind of cultural grounding, right, inside the company, right, and trying to support it, give them mm-hmm. some funding, let people really get into it. You know, a lot of times women in business type mm-hmm. interest yeah, group, absolutely. which is awesome. Young professionals, maybe people that are early in their career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's even stuff like cooking. Right. So wide variety of things. And, you know, occasionally the companies will themselves promote events that are happening around one or, or maybe more. They might say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, here's what's happening with these three groups this month. Uh, we think it's of interest. You know, that's just a common positive thing that's that that existed at, at many at many sure. companies, especially when you get to a large company, for sure, you're going to have some kind of employee interest groups. So, with that bit of mm-hmm. two pieces set up, here we go. <laughs> I'm working at you know this company. It's a modern tech company. I I wouldn't say this company uh, was known for being uh, progressive or in any way uh, into social activism. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say it wasn't, but it was pretty dry tech company. So it wasn't one of the ones that you would, if you didn't work there, you wouldn't say, oh, that's a progressive company. There are a couple of companies that I might say are more progressive than others. This was in no way sure. seen as, as like that at all. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Not, not like in the news for on one side or the other, right, for having like major conflicts or, or pushing an agenda with the government or testifying for Congress or whatever the case may be. It's it, They're not out there performing that kind of advocacy. No, they're not. Okay. So one day we get an email related to one of these employee interest groups. I'm going to say it was leading up to June or around June. And it was a series of events sponsored by the Pride Group at this company. Okay. It was something along the lines of, hey, you know, we're going to have a town hall. We're going to have some executives and an outside speaker that talk about what it's like to navigate the corporate world as a gay person. Okay. While there's plenty of obstacles for that community, Mm -hmm. you know, still, for sure, no question, this was... 10 years ago, this was before, you know, gay marriage was legal in all states. Oh, yeah. This is probably so. And I think we've seen an increase in company vocal support around, you know, Pride Month, especially in the last five to eight years. Yeah, but 10 years ago, not so much. I, I totally get what you're saying. The atmosphere was, I wouldn't say it was necessarily always negative, but it certainly wasn't as um, positive 
and as accepting as it is today, right? I mean, today, to your point, I mean, companies are actually vocally supportive of of many different communities, right? And it wasn't really that vocal uh, a decade ago, for sure. Yeah. And so when when an email like this comes through, it's kind of a surprise. I mean, not not like a shock. Like I told you, this was pretty dry tech environment. Mm -hmm. But it was like pleasant surprise. Like, oh, okay, good, good. They're you know, they're willing to send out something to everybody and host these town halls, and, and that's good. Yeah. So um, there was one key problem with this communication, though. Mm. It was sent to everybody in the company on a distribution list in the two line. Oh, no. So okay. this, yeah. this um, like I told you, this was a practice, apparently, of people that sent out stuff to wide distributions at this company is a put in a distribution in a two line. Um, so it lands in people's inbox, and there are responses to this. Oh, man. So yeah. there could easily not be responses, right? I mean, if they had sent it out, an email to a large group, they could have avoided responses. But also, people could have just read it. And if it, if it wasn't for them, they could have deleted sure. it. Sure. But some people, but they can't do that. They've, they've, got to, um, they've got something. They've got to show the world. And mind you, they've got to show the world for whatever reason, in their professional work environment. So we're going to get into this a little bit. (laughs) No. So I want to talk about two specific responses to this. And I will talk about general response too, but I want to talk about two specific responses to this. I'm going to call this first response replier number one. I won't even give him a fake name. So he replies all. Again, this appears to be the whole company with a couple of paragraphs. Um, Paragraphs? A couple, a couple of paragraphs, almost what I would call a crafted manifesto. Oh, nothing, nothing good's going to come of this. But okay, yeah, yeah that's wow. I, I, yeah, I warned you about that. So it goes something like this. And by the way, I'm not going to try to paraphrase his whole manifesto. One, because I probably don't remember all the details he would have. And two, I really don't want to. Um, I'll just say up front, his response is ignorant and has no place. Okay. Yeah. So you don't want to, you don't want to like uh, give it any kind of uh, definite stuff. We we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah. And I don't, like gloss, just I don't want to gloss over it, but I also don't sure. want to dignify it. If that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. I get that totally. But it it's it starts off with, I'm tired of having this agenda shoved down my throat. You know, <laughs> in my place of work, why is there this group, etc. Right. So this this is this is the email he sends, mind you, to the whole company, to the whole company, and because of its length. Again, a couple paragraphs, it's not, you know, like four pages, but he, this is a person that had to sit there and craft this email. So he knew, I mean, let's be honest, this was done with a purpose. It's sad, but he knew. I mean, he sat there and wrote this up to all. Yeah. And, and it <laughs> oh comes through God. and people immediately go, did you, did you, did you just see what came through? Like, did you oh, see, because they know some, they know nothing good is coming. I mean, yeah. they didn't want to receive that email, but they know nothing's good is coming from that at all. And that kicks things off. And I will say many of the responses are actually, you've just proved the point of why this. <laughs> yes. Your, your email is proof of why this group exists, right? Wow. So, wow. So you have this person who sends this uh poorly informed, highly inflammatory statement out 
to the whole company. To the whole company. And so now you've got people responding back to your point with, well, I'm going to assume mostly measured uh, responses. But I'm sure that that, that, that could easily change because that is the nature of these exchanges typically, right? Yeah, among the whole company. This is what makes it so <laughs> oh ma- pure madness, right? So, it, so you have, I would say, a, a lot of people weighing in with, Basically, you you just proved the point. A lot of that kind of sentiment, and then also a lot of stop replying all. Right, right. Just please, everyone, please stop replying. Just please, you know, and it just creates a massive flood because it's the whole company. And just, I mean, it's just a, it's just a disaster. You know, oh, it's just yeah. like hours of, of disruption. And I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming eventually somebody in the back end may have had the ability to pull the plug or create a bigger rule or something, but it just creates a disaster. Now, I want to talk about what happened to replier number one, and then I want to go back and talk about a, another another reply. Okay. So people took note of like who this person was, and it was a big company, so we, did, we didn't know this person, this replier number one. We didn't know them specifically in our group. I'm sure people that worked with them, of course. But we noticed, as we expected, he, he disappeared from the company address list within days. Like, he was gone. Oh, yeah. You know, HR couldn't say what happened. We're probably not a hard guess as to what happened. No, right? I, I think I mean, the consensus in the halls was this: this this guy got fired very quickly. Sure, right, rightfully so. By the way, probably. probably yeah, I mean, right? I, it's not tolerable. Not right? tolerable. Certainly doesn't fit into the company's values. Um, right. And, and in addition to that, no way he could work with people after that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, absolutely. I mean, deal done. Wow. I was always fascinated by somebody I'll call replier number two. Okay. So replier number two, he actually w- was early on, early on enough. And the reason I, s- he might've been the second replier, but people were able to see his response because at some point you just, yeah, you couldn't even keep up. So replier number two, he replies all and only wrote amen brother. Oh, so I'll just tell you this person also disappeared very quickly. Sure. But what always fascinated me about the Amen Brother guy was the first guy sat down and crafted it, and either he knew what was going to happen or when the consequences came, like, couldn't have been surprised in any way. Yeah, there's no way. No, no way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You got to know that you're, you're, you're basically sending your resignation letter and you've chosen to, to resign as a bigot. I mean, that, that, that's basically what you've done, right? I mean, that's what you've done. Yeah, no, exactly. Damon Brother guy, I just, I was always, what, was, what was he doing? Well, I think you have to explore it as his lack of thought process, right? Like people like this tend to have a really poor relationship with consequences. And I think like, um, this is a great example. Like to your point, it's like, okay. So the thought process, he receives an email a two paragraph email that is basically um, a, a resignation letter. But anybody who read that was like, oh, wow, okay, you know, this person has decided to leave the company on, on this note. <laughs> I mean, right. there's no way that's not happening, right? So, so kind of taking away just the nature of it, to, to, to your point, right? All that stuff is terrible at that, 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 that response was sent. But now, now you're like, you are looking at it going, whoa, okay, you know, like, if, if you have any common sense, you're like, this person's fired, right? This is over. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so you know that. Then, though, two, two, two things are really happening here. You read that, and then you deliberately click reply all, again, knowing that that person is, is fired. I mean, you know it. There's no way you read that. Even if you agree with that person, your common sense tells you that that person is gone. Yes. And then you type in, amen, brother, and send it out. Basically, you're like, man, you know, fire me too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what other thought could you possibly have, man? And like, so sitting at your desk, reading this and going, oh, yeah, you know, I got to get in on this action. And then reply to the whole company, man. Yeah. The, the whole company. Yeah, just in in what's interesting is those words. Yes. When confronted with it, there is no way to try to explain that you meant something besides that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it means nothing but full on support. That is what that phrase means, right? Yeah. However, you feel like to determine amen in that case, what that means is I am totally with you. That is what that means. <laughs> what? And because that those two words are so intentional and so deliberate, you know, it's like I'm going to make absolutely sure that people understand what I mean, and I'm going to make absolutely sure I get fired. Yeah. But what I always wondered is when he sent sin, did he understand that he was sending his resignation? Well, I mean, so even if he's like, oh, I totally agree with everything that guy said. I mean, you know, uh, okay, that. That's wrong, right, to, to agree with everything that guy said. But then to take the step to say, and by the way, I need to let everybody know I agree in, in, in the most clear way I possibly could. Yeah. I, I may, I, I'm guessing he didn't think he would be fired. I, I'm with you on that because I'm guessing he was like, mm, I'm going to reply and probably other people. He, and this is something I find, right? A lot of times someone who kind of, holds a thought like that is always surprised when other people don't share the same mindset. Yeah. And I would even say probably the first person that replied, I, I would imagine there was some impulse involved in that first type. I'll bet, I'll bet while it was being typed, he probably wasn't thinking, Oh, this is my resignation letter. I think while he was typed, he was indignant. He felt, um, uh, for lack of a better term, probably a little righteous, like, hey, this is infringing on 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 my rights. That I'm just saying mindset, right? Yeah, in his mindset. So, yeah. so slamming out this like two paragraph anti <laughs> anti pride uh, manifesto. Now, I would imagine after he sent that, and like the adrenaline slowed down. That's when I think doom probably set in for him. He probably started getting his things together right, like right then. He's like, "Well, yeah. okay, man, that's probably like absolutely the end of my career." In fact, I would say the first response he got—I don't think he needed a response, but I would imagine yeah. the first response he read that said, "That is the exact reason we have to have this," you know, group told him, "Oh man, I should—I should probably get my stuff." Hope I have a big enough bag today to fit all my personal items into it. Right. The second guy, I guess my question to you is, was his response to the two paragraphs or did he respond to a couple of people 
responding. So, so I think that's the key for me. Uh, that's a very good question. But this was early on, and he responded to the two paragraphs. Okay, so so that tells you kind of it could have been a little, you know, he could have had that same emotional. I, I don't know, right? I can't think of a better word, but typically when you get locked in, you know what I'm saying? You have this feeling of like, okay, man, it's totally okay for me to say what I want because you've treaded on me, right? So I, I when I say righteous, I kind of mean that. Yeah, I yeah. Like you imply anything you. else. But I'm with you. I doubt he thought, oh, I'll get fired. He, uh, my, my guess is he was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to get in and help, you know, this person you know, beat down these people who are infringing on, on my, my rights or my beliefs or however they term, they, they decide to term it. But I would imagine after he sent it, the, uh, again, first time you see a response that is more measured and says something like, hey, this is exactly why it exists, I would, ima- I would imagine consequences were obvious. No, no, no way he didn't realize that was going to go south on him. No, no way, man. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I, I, I would imagine the people that sat around him. Oh, man, that. Oh, there's some juicy awkwardness right there, man. So, so if you, so actually, okay. So there's something to dig into because um, I had a reply to all thing. No, nowhere, not at all. Uh, like like this this particular thing right the the instance of the the purpose of the reply all was certainly not socially relevant it was just a really stupid off color remark basically insulting someone uh you know to a gigantic distribution which that person they insulted was on but sitting around the person when you see it come across yeah man uh, the the and in that case, like what you're describing, I don't know if I could have got further far enough away from that person. I mean, like, dude, it's like I'm going home. Like, I don't want to be near you. I don't even want because because my my thought would be is like now they're gonna come and want to like talk. Maybe like I don't know. They've done this like suicidal email. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I agree with you. I mean, maybe the only thing that you could do to your point is if you, for some reason, had a uh, empty box in your cube, you might just <laughs> hand it to him. You might just yeah. hand it to him, right? Just slide it over on the floor. Here you go, man. You're gonna you're gonna need this because they're coming for you right now. So you should probably yeah. And I'm getting out of here because I'm <laughs> and I don't even want to. I don't want to be here when they come to get you. So you know. Not best of luck, but later. I'm never like I'm. I can't have any situation, man, where I sat around someone who did something like that. That would be, whoa, man. And like I said, people around me didn't didn't know this either of these people. Right. So so I actually don't know how I would have reacted if it was somebody in my sort of area. The mood around Arcuberry was like, oh my gosh, are you witnessing this? You know, it was yeah, it was kind absolutely. of absolutely. What if, so you know now this person's time is ticking. What if you're somebody who works with that person that's waiting on some kind of report or something from that person <laughs> that's related to your job? Now what do you do? Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, man, you think you could, I know I said that I could get that Friday, but, man, I saw your email, and I'm thinking, 
you think you'd get that to me in the next 10 minutes? Because I don't know how far the HR people are from you, but I would imagine they're on their way. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I or, or you just basically immediately send your manager an email and you attach that and you say, hey, uh, I'm going to be late because, you know, replier number one sent this and they owe me a report and I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm not going to get this exactly. report ever. Yeah, I would imagine that they're, their physical presence ended within minutes. I, I would bet both of those people were gathered up and walked out of the building. Everybody had to be like, well, that person's fired. Anybody know that person? And then you're going to go on like a quest for fire, right? I mean, that's your next step, right? It's like, you're looking them up. Where do they go? You're looking them up. Exactly. Where do they work? There's any way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a morbid way, you're like, is there any way I could like go by and get a sighting before they're walked out of the building? You know, that's a good point. So there might be some storm chasers, right? I, I had the reaction. I told you the reaction I have if I knew them, right? I would yeah, get up and get a good away point. I don't want to have it. Now, here's the reaction I would have if I didn't know them. There is no question. Me and several other people I know. Storm chasers is a perfect thing. We would find, and man, if that person was like on the same campus, uh, you know, most of the big companies I work for have campuses all over the world. Yeah. But if that person were in the same campus, I don't know if anything could stop me from trying to get like, it'd be like, it'd be like finding Bigfoot, man. I'd be, I'd be after that. Uh, I would be, <laughs> just get a look, get a look at them. Yeah. You could grab your laptop and you know, grab a few people around you and say, look, that person's cube is probably, you know, seven minutes walk away. We, we got to start moving. Oh, yeah. Man. And, and if I didn't do it, I know a couple of people I sit around and be like, man, you need to grab your stuff, man. Uh, we got to we got to get moving because we got to outrun HR if we're going to we're going to get a sighting. You could potentially catch, you know, somebody coming oh. to his cube. You'd have to be quick, oh. though, because to your point. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're outrun At that point, you are literally outrunning an HR person, right? I mean, you'd have to speed walk, man, if that person's a good distance. I, I, would, have to, I would have to try and get a look. I would have to try and see them. I, I would bet both of those individuals, I bet there are a lot of wanderings, right? And, you know, I would bet that if you were in that area, the amount of traffic down, you know, because typically the cubes are set up yep. with like a like a hallway right there. I would bet like the carpet got worn out by where that person sat, man. I bet I bet there were just like just people just like moving back and forth through there. And I bet that traffic increased by orders of magnitude almost immediately. And imagine if you're him. So so now let's really dig in, all right, on your him. So you're sitting in your cube, you sent this email, and let's say you sent that email, and you are so dense, you, you don't think you're doomed. I would bet after like the 30 or 40th person that walked by your cube and looked at you, even the densest of individuals would be like, okay. What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on? Because they're not stopping to be talking with them, right? Yeah, well, of course not. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, again, I still don't want to be caught talking to this, but I don't want to like go over and look like I'm a fan. Exactly. I want to go over and see them before they get walked out. Even the densest person would be like, okay, there's a lot of people coming <laughs> looking at me. The only thing I've done differently is send out that email. So does he try to run for it? Like, like actually, I, so I say this kind of jokingly, but also... Yeah kind of not jokingly, because I knew I, I didn't work with this person, but a person worked near me at one company who knew they were 
going to get let go. Yeah. Uh, n- not for anything nefarious. They just knew they were, they were going to get let go. Right. And so their chosen tactic was to just not be at their cube. And it was a fascinating day-long, I'm not even kidding about this, multi-hour interaction between all of us sitting there as awkward as we could possibly be, and an HR person continually coming by and asking us if we spotted said individual. Oh, man. Did this person, does this guy get wise and be like, okay, man, there's all these people coming. We don't know exactly when, but there was a moment where his fate had to be clear to him. (laughs) Yeah, if if it wasn't immediate, I mean, before sending it, yeah. If he, and if he didn't get it after he saw the first response saying, whoa, and then people just start coming by and looking at you, man, like you're in the zoo, but it's over, man. And he has to know it's over. So does he just sit and wait for HR to come get him? Yeah, that's a good point. So if you, if you went and, and watched this, you know, do you camp out and find a vantage point to watch it, to watch the HR person? Absolutely. There's, there's no question. If I came by, oh, I definitely tried to do anything I could to watch. Let me ask you this. If you were at your cube and you looked up both replier number one and replier number two, and they were roughly the same distance away from you, which one, what would be your tactic? Which one would you go to or would you work with the team to split up so that you could? Excellent question. We'd split up. The question would be is, who, who do you want? to see more. And, and I think I would go, I would go for replier one because it's a sure, sure bet they're getting walked. And, uh, and, and I would imagine there could potentially be more drama. What a trip, man. What a, what a, um, I mean, what, obviously what an incredibly unfortunate, you know, uh, uh, a line of thought, but <laughs> wow, what massively poor judgment that, 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 that is amazing. Uh, but boy, boy, talk about kicking a hornet's nest at work. Well, for sure, it became disruptive from a, a you know, just a, a basic productivity technical aspect. And then people stood up and they started talking about, are you seeing this? To, to your point, I mean, the, the subject matter of what happened is, is, is terrible, but, but the surrounding behavior is, is fascinating because I would imagine almost any company would have the same, anybody could relate to, 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 to kind of the reaction to what happened. Yeah. Wow. What, what a trip, dude. What a weird, weird gig. Yeah. So that's, that's the story. And, and I agree with you. Act was wrong, but the surrounding, uh, surrounding events were fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't like this show, then we have more of the same in previous episodes and coming up on future ones. So join us next time for another story. If you have a topic or feedback you want to tell us about, send it to us at thedailycrawlfeedback at gmail.com. And please share the show with friends, maybe some coworkers. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. We're told that helps to get the word out. And thanks for joining. Until next time. You are not alone.
kind of two, ten years ago, you know, you're talking times really before smartphones, right? So it's not even like you could take a picture or anything. So you'd, you'd have to be there, like in person. Yeah. To, to really, you know, be, be able to cherish the whole thing later, right? Actually, another story for another day. Uh, I, we, we will actually talk about storm chasing now. I'll, yeah, I'll give a great example of, of storm chasing. Uh, my own storm chasing. So I don't know, man. I think that we should process this one and listen to it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's listen. I thought it was, I, I mean, of course I love talking about it with you, no matter what. Uh, but I, I thought it was cool. I think it could be good. Yeah, cool, man. All right, I'm going to hit stop here.